Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful for the love and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ? Come on. Wow. So good. He's worthy of it all. Amen. Amen. Wow. Not just some, not just parts, not just on Sunday. Every, every day. I just had a moment back uh, in my office in between our experiences. I, I, I forgot something, so I ran back to my office to get my cell phone. My, it was for minutes for the sermon purposes, just so you know that. But in the midst of that, there was a song playing in my office, and I just had to sit and soak for a few moments. And uh, Steve, who, who, uh, who's my manhandler, came back looking for me. Thought I, he said, I thought you were eating tacos or something. I said, no, bro. I just got to sit in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Have you ever truly been in the presence of God and later, later regretted it? So I'm talking about Then Why don't we do it more? We get so blasted busy. Man, listen, there, there is no one, no normal person listening right now, whether online or live, that said, you know what? I remember that time I was in God's presence. And man, it was powerful. It was awesome. It was great. But looking back on it, I just, man, I, ah, it's a waste of time. No, man, I had that moment a while ago. It was awesome. And uh, to our worship team, thank you guys so much for, for leading. I had a moment this morning. Hey, Andre, are you in here? Andre the Giant, where are you? Are you in here? Dre, you in here? There he is. Come, hey, come up here real quick. I, I, I'm going to uh, use this guy as a sermon prop. And uh, in fact, maybe I just may get him to stand here with me the whole time because this is a bad mamma jamma right here. Amen. This is, this is what kickers at Lamar University look like. Mike was a kicker at Lamar University. Look at that. Next time you start popping off about a kicker, Lawrence, come on, bro. Come on, somebody come and go with me now. You're a full-grown man. By the way, look at this shirt he's wearing. Now, you know how you get one of these shirts? It means you serve in kids' ministry. And I just want you to know something, that if you've got a problem, child... Mike is serving in kids next service. Send them in there to Mr. Andre, the giant. Amen. Hey, hey, this morning, Mike came and prayed with me this morning. I have a group of guys that come and pray with me every Sunday morning. Hey, I'm going to give you this because it's in my pocket and that's for you. Every Sunday morning. And I was jacked this morning, wasn't I? In fact, I, I had a Hulk Hogan reference in our prayer time today. Listen, somebody blasted me last week about my Andre Agassi comment in the mullet. Somebody said, find another church if that's all you talk about. Homeboy needs to come listen to the other 45 minutes that I preach and find out what this church is all about. Anyway, I had a Hulk Hogan moment and just kind of Hulkamaniacs, you know, wanted to rip off. I was ready to go. What did I tell y'all when I walked in today? The devil doesn't stand a chance because I was lit. I'm fired up, ready to roll, right? And, uh, and I asked Andre, by the way, this guy knows Huey Lewis. As in the news. Millennials don't know who we're talking about right now, but it's great, great. Hey, but hey, you, you prayed something this morning about, because I was talking, remember talking about the difference that Jesus makes in someone's life? And he met you, didn't he? Hey, real quick, aren't you thankful for the love and mercy and grace of Jesus? When you think about that, what, what comes to your mind? Well, this morning, it, it just, I was reminded how many times I walked in a church in my life, especially in my early 20s when God was doing a real significant work in me. I was going through a real broken time. Mm. And uh, there were many times I would walk in a service and just 
leave there knowing that God had spoken to me, that, that, that I had essentially had a divine appointment with him. And mm. These things were going on over a period of time, and it was really kind of changing me. And then not just in church. I have to tell you, you know, what we're talking about here with influence, you know, I would leave church. I would go just do what I do, you know, during the week. And I became aware that God was, like, intersecting my path. Right. Regularly. Mm-hmm. And I began to be aware it was him. You know, it was just not coincidental stuff. And so it, it started to make me understand that he is a very personal God. Mm-hmm. You know, I was raised in a Catholic home. I, I went to church every Sunday of my life, pretty much. And it's interesting, you know, I knew the whole story. I mean, I knew that we had, you know, crosses, crucifixes hanging in every room in the house. And, and I could tell you all about it. But it was all right here, and it was never really here. Come on. And so God, through what he was doing in me, began to reveal himself as a very personal God, that he was really aware of everything going on in my world. And, and he put people in my path, and there was you know, this one situation that, that, that forever stands out in my mind that, that, that was very significant to me. And there was this one night, you know, I was just kind of tired through all the struggle of what I was going through, and... And, and I just, in the middle of the night, I, 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 I felt like I was going to quit. And huh. it's kind of a weird thing to say, quit. What do you mean quit? I don't even know what that means myself. I mean, I was raised in a football family. Come My on. I was me. thinking gymnastics or something, bro. <laughs> just cheerleading maybe. Quitting is a no-no <laughs> in our household. I mean, I that's like there's just no, no quit. It's your, that's not, you don't do that. But, but I experienced in that night... I knew I was going to quit, mm. whatever that meant. I had uh, meetings to go to the next morning, and I turned my alarm clock off. I was like, I'm not going. You got a phone call, didn't you? And then at 5 a.m., my phone rang. And uh. It was a friend of mine who's a dear friend of mine, dear mentor of mine in the faith, and he started talking to me, and I was aware when he started talking. It wasn't him. Oh, uh. it was him, but it was him. Sure, come on. And... When he got through talking, and I knew I had heard from God and that God knew where I was, because I'd never been in a place like that. I had never been in my life in a place where I, I knew I was going to quit. Mm. But he knew it, and he was right there. And so my point with this influence is that we've all been influenced, and we're all influencers. And yeah. I asked that guy, like 10 years later, mm. Because he and I are dear friends this day. I said, hey, Mike, his name's Mike, too. I said, do you remember calling me up at 5 o'clock in the morning that night and Mm. the things that you said? He said, no. Mm. I said, no, seriously, man. (laughs) Do you remember it was like 5 o'clock in the morning, and my phone rang, and it was you calling me, and then you were saying this, 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 this. I said, you had no way of knowing any of that was going on with me right then. You don't remember that? He said, no. And I just went away from that thinking this. You know, to him, that was not a big thing. That was apparently such a little thing. He don't even remember it. Right, right. And it forever changed me. And so this morning when we were praying, that was the whole idea that, you know what, in a room this size, there's people going through stuff. There Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And God knows. Yeah. And, 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 and my personal experience with him, it changed me from being someone that just knew about him. I, yeah. I, I began to really understand.
know, the love of God changed me. You're not too far gone. He can't find you, can you? Can he? Apparently not. Man, I love it. <laughs> Let's give it up for Mike Andre. Can we do that? Give that to Pastor Danny. That's awesome. I love that. Hey, Dre, you, you gave us an idea with this idea of influence. In fact, maybe you saw it when you came in today. But out, out in our atrium right here in the corner where it says first-time guests or guest services, I can't remember what it says. I've been here 11 years, and I don't even know what it says out there. Um, hey, we've got a camera crew that's here today because here's the deal. All of us probably have a story like Mike Andre where there's somebody that God used to influence us, right? Now, now hey, influence, we've been talking about influence can be a good or a bad thing, Right? Anybody got any bad, have, has anybody ever had any bad influencers in your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, can you think of some good influencers? Somebody good? <laughs> like my God. Hey, here's what I want us to do. I don't think we thank people enough for the influence they've had in our lives. We don't. Take it for granted, I think. Um, so here's what we're going to do. This is going to be fun. And I don't know what we're going to do with it. We're going to do something fun. It'll be great. But if you want to thank somebody on camera, out in the atrium today for influencing your life. Uh, hey, stop and shoot just a 30 to 60 second, second, not minutes, 30 to 60 second, just a, a video blurb and thank them. And just, you know, as Mike said, hey, hey, he said, this guy that called me didn't even know he called me, but yet it changed me forever. I love that. I, I stopped a while ago and I shot a, a thank you note to my high school football coach. I did. And I've had a lot of influences, but I, I stopped and shot a, a just a little... 30-second blurb to Coach Jerry Schaefer. I said, Coach, you were hard on us a lot of times, and I didn't like you sometimes. But at the end of the day, I knew that you loved us, and you pointed me and directed me towards Jesus. Come on, somebody. You, you, you got somebody like that in your life. So, hey, if you feel led to do it, if you have any hopes of getting into heaven, you're going to stop and shoot a, just kidding, that's a joke. It's a joke. I'm just lobbing that out, see if you're listening. But now, if you want to shoot just a thank you, hey, thank you for playing this role in my life. Stop and, and shoot that today. It'd be awesome. But we're talking about influence. That's our word for the year around here. And the bottom line is how can we advance the kingdom of God? That's what influence is for. So that we can influence people in such a way that we're actually a part of God's work here on earth. Now, listen, there's something we've been talking about, this is, and this is so important. This we, we influence not for our glory so that people will look at us and say, dude, you, you guys, you're awesome. No, no, no. We influence for the cause of Christ. Amen? It's his kingdom. You see those words? Can y'all read that? Advancing the kingdom. Not this kingdom, but the kingdom. The big kingdom. In fact, hey, you know what? We're part of, of kingdom advancement right now with another church. I want to stop right now and pray. Can we pray? I want to pray for another church in our community. Uh, I love this. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for, for, for being a, a alive and active in our community, not just here at 1910 Church this morning, but literally in, 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 in so many other churches across this complete area, the hill country. And I want to pray specifically right now for my friend Jeremy Erickson, pastor at Living Hope Church here in Bernie, Texas. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Jeremy, first of all, for our friendship. But more importantly, I thank you, God, that he loves you and he desires to see every man and woman, boy and girl come to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I'm gonna pray this for Pastor Jeremy. I know this is his heartbeat. I pray today, God, that, that, that someone in, at Living Hope today would say yes to Jesus for the very first time. That somebody who's walking in darkness will see the light. That someone who is blinded would receive their sight. For that person that feels hopeless, uh, uh, lifeless, 
dejected. I pray that today they'd find their hope and peace in Jesus Christ. I know that that's Pastor Jeremy's heart. Lord, I also pray for an outpouring of your spirit. Hey, you guys know that the God that we worship today is able to cover a multitude of locations, right? <laughs> Lord, Lord, we don't have the corner market here on the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. You're loosed and you're alive and active all over. And I'm praying, oh, Lord, today, would you just make yourself known in a powerful way at Living Hope Church in Bernie, Texas? Wow. Lord, I want to pray for their finances as well. Lord, I pray that they would have more than enough in that house to run with the vision you've given them, that people would be faithful and obedient. Just as we sang about you're worthy of it all, you're not worthy of some of it, you're worthy of all of it. Anybody believe that? You're worthy of it all, God. And I'm praying that you would just make yourself known. Wow, thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you all for doing that. Kingdom, that's kingdom. I've come to understand it's not about us, it's about the kingdom of God, right? That's influence. We're advancing a kingdom. Are, are, you, are you with me? It's not about us, it's about the glory of Christ. And what we're hopefully, hopefully doing, not only through the, these last couple of weeks and looking at this word, but really for, the, for, for the, this year, we're gonna challenge you to look for ways to, to use your influence in your community. Using your influence for the glory of the Father. And so today we're going to continue talking about a way that we can influence. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered influence in regards to sales? How many of you are in sales? You, you sell something. You're in sales. Let me see your hands. Raise your hands high. Yeah, it's good. So um, that's, hey, what, what do you, ma'am, right here, the cute fedora, ma'am, right here. Hey, ma'am, I'm talking to you right here. <laughs> What do, you, what do you sell? Real estate. Real estate, right there. Is that Tina? Hey, that's right there. Got a great fedora, by the way. That's awesome. Real estate. Um, somebody else over here? Who, sir, second row right there. What do you sell? Wireless devices. Phones. Can you help a preacher out with, you can't? No? Maybe. Okay. Have you ever considered influence? And those of you that are in sales, you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever considered that sales is really about influence, isn't it? You're, you're trying to persuade somebody that, that my phone or my device or, or man, I'm the best realtor or, uh, you know, I'm the best of the best, whatever. Have you ever considered that sales, you're trying to influence someone to buy what you're selling, right? You're, you're trying to motivate them to say yes and sign on the dotted line or whatever. Have you ever considered that when it comes to influence, that really all of us really are in sales? Did you know that? I, someone, there, there's a young man here today that is trying to sell himself or maybe influence a young woman, wooing her to maybe say yes on a date, right? Uh, maybe there's a mom here that's trying to, to, to sell the idea or pitch the idea to her little kid that, hey, it's not safe for you to play in the street. That's why we have a fenced-in yard. And if you're not careful, I'll chain you up like we do the dog out back and let you just run around in that 10-foot circle, you know, diameter, right? I love that. I love seeing kids on chains when you're out in public. So. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't. I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that. That's, I'm, that was a joke. The people listening in Iowa just tuned out. So, uh, 
anyway. But we're, we're, we're all engaged in sales, aren't we? We're, 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 we're trying to move others towards a feeling or maybe a thought, maybe to, for them to take a course of action or move a certain direction. So here, here listen, make no mistake about this. In, in, in relation to what we're about today, we're in church, and so let, let me just kind of put it in context. Every Christian... Everyone that has said yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior, every Christian is called to influence people with the gospel. Did you know that? In fact, did you know that we are all called witnesses? And and therefore, we are to to be sellers of the good news. Now, let let, let me explain a little bit to you because Paul describes what I believe is, is our our, our call to sales and in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, he says this. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Do you know what an ambassador is? Charles, what's an ambassador? Pardon me? Spokesperson. A representative. We, we, we are speaking on behalf of someone, correct? Even as uh, the, the United States have ambassadors that live in other countries and they are to be a representation a, a, a model, a spokesperson of what these United States of America stand for and represent. Paul calls us here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we are Christ ambassadors. So, Charles, you're saying that we're to be Christ spokespeople. We are to represent him well. We are to, to do those things that maybe he would call us to do. Is that Am I in bounds with that? Yeah, yeah. He goes on to say, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So so you see, in that verse right there, in a sense, the church is God's worldwide door-to-door sales force. Is that okay? I mean, does that make sense to you? That's how I see that. We're his ambassadors. We are called, Paul says that, that God is making his appeal to us. We are speaking for Christ. We are to be influencing people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, when it comes to sales, some of you cringed when I brought that up earlier. Because some of us have a problem with sales and salespeople. Because most salespeople have primarily influenced from a perspective of maybe motivation uh, and greed, right? They, 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 They have this, maybe... There's something behind the sales pitch. Anybody know what I'm talking about? How many of you have ever bought something that's now waiting for your next garage sale? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bought something and, and you, you, you paid big money for it, but now you're going to sell it for probably less than five bucks. And it's collected dust. And, and, and you might have used it a time or two, um, uh, but, but yet now because you, you gave into a sales pitch. Maybe they pressure you. And, and a lot of that is, is out, of, out of greed. It's reflective, I think, of sometimes the, the kingdom of darkness. Some of us have been swindled. We've been scanned. We've been talked into buying these things. We've been seduced into a certain lifestyle that seemed fun, seemed pleasant, seemed like everybody was doing it, only to find out that it has brought so much destruction and despair on our lives. Am I talking to anybody? But listen, I don't want you to feel bad this morning because you're in good company. You see, that same thing happened to the very first man and woman here on earth, Adam and theologians all across the room today, Adam and Eve. You see, they they experienced exactly what so many of us 
do when, when the devil came and tempted them through some tantalizing sales pitch to, to, to eat of a forbidden fruit, promising, what did it promise? A better quality of life, right? A better quality of life. The devil used deceptive lies and mask manipulation and relentless pressure in the book of Genesis we read to, to influence Adam and Eve and his motivation was selfish greed. You see, he wanted the worship that he was not able to get in heaven. And so he continued to, to, to pitch. He continued to pressure his, his, his low-level, push that low-level marketing scheme until, until he found some buyers, Adam and Eve. And listen, he, he was not at all interested in, in, with Adam and Eve's welfare, was he? Or the quality of, of this product of enlightenment that, that he was offering them. Hey, listen, there was no refund policy offered that day. The, the, the customer service vanished after, after those papers were signed, correct? So many of us have been duped when it comes to this idea of, uh, of salespeople who, who have sold us things that, that, that we just no longer have need of. Or, or, or that free lunch that you were invited to now has become a recurring monthly payment of $39.95, right? You know what I'm talking about? So, so many of us, when it comes to this idea of considering sales and that, that we are Christ's ambassadors and we're supposed to be speaking on his behalf and, and influencing people on his behalf, so many of us are like, man, I just... Because we've been hurt and we've been burned. See, so many of us have experienced and encountered this greed-based culture of sales and those transactions that maybe we've experienced in life. You know what a greed-based culture of sales asks? It asks this, what can you do for me? Whereas, let me flip it, with a kingdom culture of sales, a kingdom culture of sales says, hey, what can I do for you? You see the difference there? Uh, a greed-based culture uh, uh, demands, hey, you meet my needs. Whereas a kingdom culture says, hey, listen, I'm going to meet your needs. Are you with me so far? A greed-based culture says, hey, I'll do whatever it takes to manipulate you into buying what I'm selling. While a kingdom culture of sales counters with, listen, I'll do anything I can to serve you. Are, are you seeing the difference? We, we, we need to recognize there, there's a huge difference between a kingdom culture of sales and a greed culture of sales. Listen, while the devil's intention, and you need to know what his plan is for your life, his plan for your life is, is to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to bring death and destruction upon your life with each transaction that he's presenting to you. But you need to understand something. God's purpose for influencing us is to bless us. Now, now I want to share with you what I believe is, 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 is a key verse in all of the Bible that, that I believe sums up this kingdom culture of sales. And it's a verse that probably many of you are familiar with. If you've watched a football game, you've seen a, a rainbow afro dude behind a goalpost probably holding up this sign. John chapter 3 verse 16 says this. This is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. How many of you have heard that verse or some variation of that before? You know what verse 17 says? Look what verse 17 says. It's a good one too. You ought to, it's okay to read more than one verse in the Bible. You, you, you overachievers, read some more. 
Verse 17 says this, this is huge. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. You see, listen, so many of you are here today and, and maybe you may be, may be like Mike Andre. If you're like, man, listen, there's no way that God could love me or God has surely, surely he's done with me. No, listen, God loved you so much. It says that he made a way for you to experience his great love. And he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to come and to give up his life so that you could have a life. Some of you here today, check this out. You need to get a life. And it's found through Jesus Christ. You've bought into some destructive lifestyle and some deception that the enemy has dangled in front of you far too long. Hey, today, today, in just a few moments, my, my friends are going to be standing out front and there would be nothing better than you run to the front and say, hey, listen, today I want to give my life to Jesus. Hey, can I just tell you something? We had 10 teenagers Wednesday night in our youth ministry do that very thing, give their life to Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's crazy. Youth ministry is all about eating pizza, drinking gross stuff out of blenders, you know, soft, easy messages. And no, man, we got kids saying, yes, man, our electric bill is off the charts because our found sign is being lit up with light bulbs. People saying yes to Jesus. Hey, I can pay that electric bill. I'll pay that one. Cut back on some of your coffee consumption, but we're going to pay a found sign electric bill around here. Amen. Listen, that's a pretty good sales plan right there for we read about. God's motivation is us. God's motivation is that he loves us. God's motivation is that, listen, he wants to intersect your life today and he wants to bless you. Listen, the transaction is Jesus giving his life for our life, which is an amazing deal for us. The currency required to purchase eternal life, it's faith. Listen, you know that there's nothing you can do to make God love you any more than he already loves you. And so many of us have bought into a lie of the enemy. Hey, listen, you can't be loved by God because you're not good enough, right? How many of you have bought into the lie that if I just do enough good things, then maybe God will accept me? Anybody? Anybody ever believe that? Come on. Do I need to call out? No. Listen, we, we all have been there, right? We've been there. Listen, it's faith. Today, there is a free gift waiting for you. It's through the death of Jesus Christ, this idea of eternal life and abundant life and, 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 and having a relationship with God. It's made possible. It's already been paid for. You just have to say yes to him. All of us have the capacity for that. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what you've done or what you have not done. I'm telling you, God is fully pleased with the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. And he's offering you free life, abundant life, eternal life here today. Somebody needs to drink from that well before you leave. But so many of us have a hard time trusting God because we have been so influenced by this culture agreed, the kingdom of darkness. And therefore, it's really hard for some of us to really believe that, that, that God does have our best interest in mind. Listen, listen, why are you pitching that to me, Jason? Man, I've been burned before. Maybe not by a salesperson, some of you might have even been burned before by a person that has stood in the position I'm standing today, a pastor, maybe some religious leader. 
listen, I'm not making excuses, but listen, I I know that there have been many that have fallen and and, they've said wrong things and have led people a wrong direction. And and for some of you, because of that, you're, you're, listen, I don't want what you're selling me today, bro. So so, so quit, quit pushing those things. Listen, I want you to know this. God truly wants the best for you. And what he offers is the best. It's the best. Thank you. Jesus stated, <laughs> Jesus stated his purpose succinctly in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Look what the word of the Lord says. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, to serve others, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, listen, here's the deal in that verse, what we find when it comes to influence and when it comes to this idea of sales. The epitome of the kingdom culture of sales is this word, service. Service. Now, the Greek word used in this passage for serve is diakoneo, which means to minister. It is the same Greek word from which we get the word that oftentimes is used in in, in churches, the word deacon. It is one who is assigned to to serve the church in in, in a practical practical way. Hey, we here at 1910 believe this, that every one of you who have said yes to Jesus Christ should be a deacon. You should be serving the church in a practical way. You should be serving the church in a practical way. You want a cool T-shirt like Mike Andre wore? But I think that was a medium you had on today too, by the way, Dre. <laughs> Bro, yes. Dude, the brother was yoked. Love that. You serving kids, man. That's what he's going to be doing. Again, you got a problem, child, trouble, child, send him to Andre, third service. He'll take care of that. He will scare the sin out of them. I started to say another word, but. We're in church and people are watching in Iowa, and I don't want to say that. This word, diakoneo, means to serve. And it means to serve in such a way, check this out, to meet someone's needs no matter what it is. Ooh. To meet someone's needs no matter what it is. Here's what I want you to get today. Service is at the heart of kingdom culture. If we're going to advance the kingdom, as it says on this incredible tagline and graphic, we need to understand that it's going to come as we serve. And so here's the deal. We've been commissioned to influence the world through service. And our approach needs to be one of meeting needs, serving the way, in fact, serving the way that Jesus served. Well, what do we know about Jesus? How did Jesus serve and meet the needs of people? We know that he healed the sick. We know he raised the dead. We know he cast out demons. We know that he fed multitudes. We know he turned water into wine. We know he could calm storms. We know that he forgave prostitutes and even tax collectors, didn't he? We know that Jesus gave his time. He gave his energy. He gave his resources. And oh, make no mistake that he gave even his very life for that purpose. He gave his very, he gave everything he had for the sake of others. Does that make sense to you? Do do you agree with me on that? Okay, well, let me hit you in the gut then. (laughs) You know what that means then for us? 
Let me tell you what Paul would say in Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. He would say this. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Look at verse 5, though. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Don't you just wish this thing called being a Christ follower was a little bit easier? Don't you just wish there were some things that it did not require? I'm just telling you this today. You guys listening? That that, that means that if I'm going to call myself a Christian, Paul is saying you need to do, you need to have the same attitude that Christ Jesus himself had, right? If you're going to call yourself a Christian, act like one. If you're not going to act like one, don't call yourself a Christian because you're only hurting the rest of us. I think that that could be one of the reasons why people don't want the, 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 the Savior or the God that, that some of us may be trying to present to them because they look at us and they just don't see a Jesus difference. You, you, you know that Jesus wants to change your life, correct? That he doesn't want you to be the same as you were. He, he doesn't even want you to be the same as you were last Sunday when you were here. He, he doesn't want you to be the same as you were yesterday. And listen, you know that even in this moment right now, the Holy Spirit of God wants to come and change you right now. So when you leave here, you leave here differently. That's what he wants. And man, Paul, golly, I love Paul, but man, he, the brother hurts me sometimes when he puts things like this in there. That I've got to be just like Jesus. I've got to have that same attitude. But, but okay, surely, surely the demands on their personal schedules were not as great when he wrote these as they are today. That they didn't have college football. Because had it been present, no, 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 you, you would spend Saturday like I do in my, my chair watching it. Right? You see what I'm saying? It's hard, isn't it? But here's what he's saying. And other, Paul, Paul would say, in other words, listen, I, we need to serve people the way Jesus did, by meeting whatever need they may have. That is basic kingdom principle right there. Supernatural service is the heart of influence. Rewind the tape. Supernatural service is the heart of influence. Now, why would I say supernatural service? Because here's the reality of it all. You going out trying to live like Jesus lived and doing the things that Jesus did through your own strength and ability, and you're just, I'm going to do it, you won't do it. It, It's going to require a supernatural work of God in you to go out and, and live as Christ lived. Does that make sense to anybody? Listen, we are still fallen, broken 
vessels we are. We're still human. And I've said yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus at the age of nine. But I'm telling you, since then, what's, what's 47, 38 years, 38 years I've been walking with Jesus. And, and there's sometimes I've been really close to him, but there's sometimes I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just being honest, that that little bit of self and flesh has crept back into my life. And I've missed some moments in which I knew that God wanted me to do this and I did that. He wanted me to zig, but I zagged. Zigzag. I didn't do it the right way, right, Danny? Listen, it's going to require a work of the Holy Spirit in order for me to, to live like Jesus. But you know the great thing about it is anyone that says yes to Jesus, guess what's deposited in your life? The Holy Spirit of God. Amen? And so here's the deal. The Holy Spirit lives within me. And so the challenge is, will I let the Holy Spirit rise up and do what he wants to do in me? Or will I continue to give him the Heisman and keep him at bay? See, effective service in the kingdom is going to require this supernatural work in you. Hey, folks, can I just tell you something? We are not going to argue people into the kingdom. We're not going to be able to manipulate people enough in order to cause them to want to join the church. Listen, our goal is to demonstrate the goodness and the kindness of God by meeting their needs. Whether that's just by offering an encouraging word about their true identity and destiny, whether that comes maybe through healing of their body, or maybe just listening to what they have to share. Listen, effective influence is all about service. Service. So let me ask you a question How are you influencing your world? How are you influencing your community? Hey, listen, maybe instead of griping or complaining about what's going on at the school, why don't you step up and volunteer and be a part of the change? Hey, instead of griping or bellyating about politics, why don't you run for president? Instead of getting so frustrated about our HOA and all the covenants and stuff, hey, why don't you show up to a meeting, actually share your voice? Being put out with the trash guy because, you know, it, it was raining when he picked up trash and, and homeboy left a pizza box in the middle of the street. It's not mine. We don't even eat Domino's. We're Papa Murphy people, you know. Hey, hey, why don't you just go and pick it up? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Hey, instead of being frustrated that, that um, single parents, I'm just going to say single moms because I know there's some single dads as well. Instead of just being, being heartbroken about what they have to do or what they can't, hey, why don't you volunteer? Hey, can I come alongside of you and your family? Instead of being upset that little kids go home to empty homes afterwards, hey, why not join and be a part of some aftercare program in which kids can hang out with an adult that's really cool and wants to spend time with them? Are you seeing what I'm saying yet? Hey, you, you, you heartbroken by the elderly in our community? Great. Show up at Kronkowski. Show up at a facility. Play bingo with them. Play cards. They love to have their nails painted. They do. Because I've done it. What are you doing to influence your community? What, what are you doing to influence this church? Bro, I show up. That should be gift enough. Oh, thank you. 
Many of you haven't dropped a dime in the my best box since you've been coming. You're not giving your best. Did we not just sing he's worthy of it all? All means all. Is he really? Is he worthy of it? Or just some? Or whatever I have in my... Hmm. Man, I'm so thankful for people that work in kids' ministry. My kids are holy terrors. What are you doing to help us with that? Man, I showed up a little bit late. Golly, I had to wait out front in a line to park my car to go to church. Hey, aren't you thankful that we have traffic issues at church? Before you start honking or giving one of our guys a hand gesture, aren't you thankful that we're not thinking about closing the doors around here and that there are people that are still running to the house of God? Amen? Man, I just wish that somebody would greet me and welcome me in a friendly, kind way when, they, when I walk on campus. What are you doing about that, Eeyore? Man, I just, I just wish that... You know, I, wish, I, I wish there was, I wish there was a, a life group that I could be a part of. Well, start one. Good gosh. Influence. And we can gripe and complain from the cheap seats all we want to about stuff. When in reality, here's what I see. This room and even online, I'm just guessing. But there's so much capacity for influence Oh, man, our community is just longing for you to step out and say, here am I. Oh, I want to do something to advance the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. So, so what will you do? What do you do? So the point of all of this is to influence the world around us for the advancement of the kingdom of God. And if we're going to be a part of God's great redemption plan here on earth, I'm just telling you, it's going to come through us gaining favor in the lives of people that we interact with in order to influence them with the gospel. Listen, you guys have heard this said time and time again, that, that people do not care what you know until they know that you care, right? And I'm telling you, through our selfless acts of service, when we serve people the way that Jesus served them, I'm telling you, they will respond. And you will be exercising your influence. Let's represent the kindness of our Father's heart through our goodness and kindness in our words and in our deeds. No pressure, but you're about to stand and I'm gonna pray over you and I'm gonna send you out. And as Charles reminded us, you're an ambassador. God is wanting to work through you to influence someone for his glory, amen? Stand with me, I'm gonna pray and I'm sending you out. You bust that table next to you today if you need to at the restaurant. You pick up that trash. You help that stray cat or stray dog find a nice place home if you need to. Don't take it in yours, but you, 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 for long, you, you help. You minister to that neighbor that's lonely. That yard that needs to be mowed, hey, do it. The teacher on your kid's campus that needs a word of encouragement, offer that. 
Lord Jesus, I pray that as we leave here, that there would be no mistaking whose team we're on. That, Lord, our true colors, your colors would shine through us as we leave and we go in your name. You're sending us out as your ambassadors, Lord. We're to represent you and the world around us. And God, that's going to come through us serving the way that Jesus served. God, let us not look out just for our own needs, but let us consider the needs of others. And God, let us be a person willing to meet that need. Through your power and strength, we go and we serve. And Lord, I do pray for that individual in this room right now that does not know Jesus as Savior. That today they would come to the front and share that with one of my friends down here and say, I need Jesus. For the person that's here today, God, that's, that's just dealing with some real issues. Life is hard and it stinks and it's difficult. I pray that today that they would understand that maybe we've got a word of encouragement from the Lord for them. That they would come and let us pray over them. For the person here today that's carrying around some sort of physical ailment, maybe some disability, Lord, we believe that your power and your presence is here and that with God all things are possible. We believe that. So we go in your name and in your power and strength. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.
Good morning, 1910. Are you ready to worship this morning? Oh, y'all can do better than that. Are you ready to worship this morning? All right, if you're ready, let me see hands like this. Come on. Come on, let's see it out. When I was wondering, you covered me. Oh, your grace is never ending. Your love leads the way, unfailingly. You will always go before me. This I know, this I know. Your love won't let me down. Let my song, let my song fill the earth with heaven sound. I'm breaking free. My chains have come undone. Your life and me, the world will know your love. Now I will sing and shout of all you've done. And I'll never stop. All right, everybody dance. Here we go. One, two, three. Go. When darkness surrounded me, your light broke through. Illuminating what you made new. I won't turn back now. I'm trusting you. Cause I know you'll always come through. This I know, this I know. Your love won't let me down. Let my song, let my song fill the earth. Sound. This I know, 